What's the Homework, episode 19, The Biology of Meat, with your hosts, Ed and Eric. This week, Ed and Eric are joined by Katie to get nerdy on Marvel IP and redefining meat. So, grab your water bottle and penny, it's Capture the Flag Day, and camp is about to begin. We gotta resolve that. Sweetest way possible to not talk for a little bit because I'm trying to introduce the podcast. Oh, double middle fingers. Great. Guys, welcome to What's the Homework podcast, the show run by your two favorite boys, Ed and Eric. It is the last, is it the last week? The last week of. When I signed into my computer, it said it was January 1st. What day is it? We're in July. Did you know that July is hump month? I haven't humps once. <laughs> Katie, using your expert reasoning skills, why is July called Hump Month? Um, because it's in the middle of the year. It is. It's the... like Wednesdays in the middle of the week. So, Hump Month is in full effect, in full swing. It is hot as shit. So people are going to listen to our extra cool podcast, right? Nice. Thanks. See, the downside of announcing what the date is is that now the entire world will know how long it takes Eric to get. Well, maybe we'll put a little pep in Eric's step because last time it took forever. Look, Stabby revealed the truth that he takes six months to edit his. So I was like, all right, I could edit it in a month and be all right. Okay. Well, guys, before we dive in, I just want to remind everyone this is the podcast where Eric and I assign homework to each other each week. They usually relate to either an interest that someone close to us has, something that's in pop culture, or something that we just wanted to do for a while. Uh, The podcast is called What's the Homework? Everybody's drinking their drink. Eric, what are you drinking? Looks like you're drinking straight piss out of that mason jar. Yep. Nice. That's what it is. What are you actually drinking? All right, Katie, what are you drinking? Yeah. Oh, I'm drinking my second favorite flavor of LaCroix, Pamplemousse. This episode sponsored by sponsored by nothing. No one wants to give us any money. <laughs> did you, did either of you read that article about that? The podcast The pod, who was complaining that after six <sighs> episodes, they weren't uh, getting any ad revenue. So they gave up and it was basically an article about how hard it is to be a podcaster. It's good to read an article and be like, I'm better than that person. Yeah, but they wrote an article about them. So are they? Are we better than them? I'm sorry. Who was in an article first? Both of us. There we go. Killing it. So guys, last week, the whole last week, last whatever time the last episode came out, we come out at very strange times. But the homework mm. was to learn magic. I still haven't learned magic, but Eric learned three magics. So that means that he learned enough magic for both of us. And then you said that um, you would be doing tricks for your family in florida yeah i'd love an update it never happened i didn't develop the (laughs) confidence to do it it was a lot of people that i was meeting for the first time and i I, that's not the first impression you want you would be forever known as the magic boy maybe at the wedding when i see them next katie do you think that a person doing magic for you would be a good way to uh pick you up context and the magic trick itself is important like if you're in a bar and some guy just, like, pulls a quarter from behind my ear, like, that's charming. That's cute. That's fine. But if we're, I don't know, I feel like in a different situation. We're at like a funeral a and he pulls a corner out of the quarter out of the dead body's ear. Or, like, a full-fledged card trick at a funeral. Probably not a great. Wait, why are your hookups all revolving around funerals? <laughs> 
Katie gets really <laughs> riled up by sadness. I mean, you've seen Wedding Crashers. It's like the ultimate place to pick up people. Wow. Yeah. Why did they never make a Wedding Crashers part two where they just do funerals? <laughs> I don't know, Eric. It's a really good philosophical question. And speaking of philosophical questions, our philosophical questions of the time are answered through movies. And recently, Marvel... Why don't you and just I- go with speaking of movies? <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, fuck. We yeah, were just we were talking, talking about movies. <laughs> Listen, I'm not on my game today. But speaking of movies, uh, uh, Marvel announced its whole Phase 4 lineup. And uh, as everyone's number one stop shop for movies, <laughs> we're going to talk about them. Eric, you saw uh, Far From Home, right? The most recent Marvel movie? Spider-Man? Nope. You didn't see Spider-Man nope. Far From Home. I haven't seen it yet, but I've listened to three podcasts about it, so basically saw it. <laughs> well, we're not going to give away any spoilers. Katie and I thought, well, I'll speak for myself. I thought it was pretty good. I didn't think it was good as uh, any of the like great Marvel movies, but I thought it was pretty entertaining. Katie? Solidly middle of the pack. Okay. I mean, I'm a sucker for an origin story, and this sort of felt like That's an origin That's why I story. didn't like it. Like, it felt like an origin story, even though it was the second movie. Yeah, I didn't mind that part of it, because I do like origin stories, and I did like the feeling of character development. I just thought it was a, stretched out a little bit too much. Right. Although I have to say that Jake Gyllenhaal makes an excellent, excellent uh, crazy person. You don't give it away. Yeah, you almost said villain, which would give it away that he's the villain. But instead of talking about... Uh, spoilers and that stuff we're gonna go through every movie that's been announced for marvel phase four how does that sound boys splendid what okay what what's wrong you said boys you said boys oh i say boys all it's the an time. ungendered podcast all right i am pulling up the list as we speak so the first movie that will be coming out in may 2020 is going to be black widow so apparently this is going to take place uh before endgame because Spoiler alert again, Black Widow dies in Endgame. Uh, thoughts, anyone? I mean, there's a whole, why did it take them so long to realize that this movie could be made? Oh my god, I'm rolling my eyes like crazy. What do you mean? She's by far Why didn't the they make this in... movie five years ago? Because, I don't know, because she's the least interesting of the original Avengers. Ooh. Wow, that's a hot <laughs> Everyone's to really do... into Hawkeye. <laughs> Neither of them need a movie. <laughs> it's just like, I'd rather have a Hulk movie. And also, like, like she's just a Russian spy? Like a spy movie? Okay. I'm not super excited about this. I, mean, that is not, I think Scarlett Johansson is great actress, super beautiful. She was good as Black Widow. I just don't need a Black Widow movie. Katie? I'm excited for it because I think she's going to be a more approachable character. I don't know. She To me, she seems like the least, like, she's not supernatural. She doesn't, like, she's, yeah, so she's just a Russian spy. But that means I think she's going to be really interesting. Like, relatable. I don't know. I'm also, like, I'm a sucker for a good origin story. I'm excited to see all these movies about characters we haven't heard from yet. Okay. The next thing that's going to be coming out in fall of 2020 is going to be released on Disney+. Plus which is Disney's new streaming service, and that is going to be the mm-hmm. TV show for The Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay, there's somebody that I care less about than uh, Black Widow. I don't care about Falcon at all. I don't care about the Falcon at all. I like Winter Soldier. Okay, why do you like Winter Soldier more than Falcon? Well, I think Falcon's power is stupid. I think that the actor is kind of... I don't really. I don't think he's a good actor. Sam Worthington, is that his name? I think so. Like, I don't think he's very sure. interesting. I don't think he's very interesting, and I think he always looks like he ate something like sour, 
like his lips, like he always looks like, <laughs> like his mouth always looks small and he's like kind of smirking while he eats something sour. So that's why I don't like him. Also, I think that okay. Winter Soldier should have been ca- the new Captain America instead of Sam Worthington. I think it makes sen- more sense as a character arc rather than this random guy who has a jetpack with wings versus the guy who was Captain America's best friend and became like the anti-Captain America. I don't know. I mean, started, they wasted a good opportunity. But I'm going to watch the TV show. I think it's going to be cool. It's going to be the first, it's going to be the first um, uh, Marvel TV show to come out until the next year. So I think I'm going to watch it. But they're changing their thought process behind the TV shows, right? Like the TV shows are actually going to like tie back to the main story and like be somewhat so. needed to watch to understand the movies. I don't, I didn't hear that, but that sounds like it would make sense. Speaking of Disney Plus, just before we move on, Eric, do we have any like word on like price point or like actual release date or anything like that? Yeah, I think they said it's going to be seven or eight bucks a month. Oh, that's not bad at all. Half the price of Netflix. And you would have access to like all the Pixar, Disney movies, and Marvel. Cool. But it wouldn't include things like, um, I don't think it includes like ABC, Family, or ESPN. I think those are like Hulu and their own system. Thing. Katie, what did you say about um, the IP? Oh, by the way, geez, rewind. Who the hell is Katie? We didn't even introduce her. She would be. She would have liked the article in the in the what's the homework wiki. But guys, Katie is a high powered attorney in NYC at a unnamed law firm doing intellectual property. Also, she's my girlfriend. Cool. So, Katie, you were telling me something about the IP portfolio. Explain to everyone what IP is, what a portfolio is, how those two words go together, and then you can get to your point. Okay. Oh, this is like a little IP 101. IP stands for intellectual property, which is the idea of owning ideas and logos and marks and patents and things that are intangible, but that we qualify as like information. Um, And Marvel is known for having one of the most expansive IP portfolios of any like media entity um, Mm. because they own the rights to all the characters, all the comic books, all the movies. Um, And so they've really turned this into a huge industry, a huge empire. I mean, they're, it's worth an insane. I don't even know. Did you say it was like that and Harry Potter were like the two most expensive IP portfolios? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, JK Rowling also has, um, a pretty expansive IP portfolio because she owns all the Harry Potter books. When you say expansive, do you mean like world. in terms of money or in terms of the amount of things that are trademarked by her for the prop for the product, not product, the entity? Um, I'd say both. I don't know how many like specific trademarks she owns or like how many copyright registrations she has, uh-huh. but like her portfolio, like what she owns. Yeah is just like it, it encompasses so many ideas and so many different types of media and so many things. Right. And Marvel's the same way. Like they transform it into books, movies, comic books, characters, candy bars. merchandise. Yeah. Candy bars. Thank you. Yeah. Wait, so so when Disney bought Marvel, did they buy the IP as well? So I don't know the particular details, but they either had to buy it outright, meaning they like purchase all the registered trademarks, all the registered copyrights, mm-hmm. or they were granted a license to use it all. It's possible that they negotiated for like 
an exclusive license. I mean, it's it's always different in every kind of like merger where you're combining corporate entities or you're, you know, selling any kind of property, things like that. Like, who knows, for tax purposes, they might have wanted to do it one way or another, but at the end of the day, they somehow got the rights to use all Walt Disney announced all Monday, lines. August 31st, 2019. I'm sorry, August 31st, 2009, that it agreed to purchase comic book and action hero company Marvel Entertainment. It bought the whole company. So if it bought the whole company, then generally what happens is if you buy the company, then they assign all their rights to you, and so you become the owner of everything. Right. Damn, Disney is big. Yeah, whatever. Eventually, Disney's we're all big. just going to live in Disney-owned properties. It'll be cool, though. I'll be fine. All right, November 6th, 2020. Uh, this is the first weird one, the first new, like, uh, uh, characters. The Eternals, which are, like, when... Aliens. No, so do, do you actually want to know, like, the background? I did a little... I actually want to know because I don't know anything about the Eternals. So, it, uh, the Titans, which they show briefly in Guardians of the Galaxy, which were, like, the original, like, creators of the universe... They created Earth, and they created three species on Earth. They created these evil characters, I forget who they are, and humans and Eternals. And Eternals are basically what we consider, like, gods. So, like, one of the Eternals is Apollo and stuff. So they're these, basically, like, the original superheroes, but they're also, like, the gods of our human mythology. Yeah, so, like, the main characters of the movie are, like, uh, Circe, Icarus... Zurus, Thena. Yeah. I'm super excited for this one. This is coming out November 6, 2020. This is a movie. They said they're going to go, like, so the Eternals were were initially created by Jack Kirby. It was Jack Kirby and uh, Stan Lee that created a lot of Marvel. And Jack Kirby created, like, a lot of the weird characters. So they said, not weird, but, like, he has, like, a very specific design. So, like, if you like Thor Ragnarok and you like, like, all the weird aliens and all the weird designs, then you, like... Uh, Jack Kirby stuff, and you probably will like Eternals. Okay. So let me just read you this cast list. So Angelina Jolie is playing Thena. Richard Madden, a.k.a. Rob Stark, a.k.a. Uh, Elton John's lover in the Elton John movie, is playing Icarus. Kumail Nanjiani is playing Kingo. Salma Hayek is playing Ajax. And I ran out of people that I know. But that's a pretty, like, star-studded cast, I think. Yeah. So I think that it's going to be a lot along the lines of like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's like characters that nobody has heard of before, but somehow Marvel does a good job of making them likable and interesting. So that's going to be okay. Eternals. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Any cool. thoughts? When's someone going to make Kristen Bell a superhero? Oh my god, oh, she'd be so good. I don't like her as much as you do. <sighs> I don't like that couple, Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard. Oh, that'd be a good superhero movie where one's kind of like a bumbling idiot and then yeah. one's just badass. Yeah, I'd rather You know not, which I'd ones rather. are which. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. The next, next movie is coming out February 12th, 2021, and that one is called Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings. So Shang-Chi, I know very little about. The main actor that they um, got is named... Aquafina's in it, right? Yeah, who Katie doesn't like. I find her funny for like 10 15 seconds and then i'm like okay i get yeah, she has that humor serious movie coming out which looks really good Pulls oh she does person. i haven't seen I that. See that but anyway the she main... was funny i liked her in cre- in crazy rich agents okay. like she was a cute like funny supporting character that's okay anyway. i don't think you're allowed to say that word anyway 
So, you know what Cute? <laughs> Funny? So, Supporting? Uh, this movie is going to be kind of like martial arts-y. Uh, the main bad guy is going to be the Mandarin, which is like a bad guy, a Marvel villain that they kind of fucked up in Iron Man 3. Oh, yeah. But apparently they're going to they're going to reboot it and make it a lot more interesting. Uh, Simu Liu is uh, playing the main character. He's a little bit of an un- unknown, but I guess we'll see. <laughs> I know very okay. little about this one. So I okay. guess that's what you next need one. to know, that this is very obscure. The next thing that is coming out is, yeah, on Disney+, Plus. it's going to be the WandaVision TV show. So that's going to be with uh, Scarlet Witch and The Vision. Once again, characters that I don't really care too much about, but like as a TV show, that might be interesting. From the way they describe it, they said it's going to be really, really weird. I mean, I like weird. I just, I didn't find... I don't know. I felt like the Wanda Vision plot line in the last couple movies was like, meh. I don't know. Right. I mean, oh, so in the comic books, uh, Scarlet Witch is like very powerful. So there's a lot they can do with her. I didn't really love the actress. I don't really know who that actress is. Oh, it's Elizabeth Olsen. Is she related to the Olsen twins, do you think? I don't know. Maybe. No way to know. So after that is the one that I'm actually most excited for. Spoiler alert: uh, May seventh, twenty twenty one. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which is cool. This for one's going to be like a horror movie. Yeah, right? that's the part that's making me really. I excited. can't wait. First off, I love yeah. Doctor Strange. I love Benedict Cumberbatch and multiverse stuff, which like Marvel has been hinting at for a while. So like the way Marvel can keep doing the same superheroes with completely different storylines. Anybody who's been reading comics can, like, attest that is they have, like, a multiverse, which means that there's just multiple universes where, like, in one of them, like, uh, I don't know, Spider-Man is... Is a pig. Miles Miles Morales lives in that one. In another one, Spider-Man is a pig. Right. Eric Eric said it. Well, they explained it a little bit in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and they touch on it in the new Spider-Man movie. But, like, multiverse stuff has been a component of Marvel for like a long time and it's a really i mean it's basically how marvel is going to be being able to make comic books and movies and tv shows forever kind of it a, is the most creative solution to the problem of canon and non-canon yeah ever i totally agree with you Catherine. i totally totally agree so like it's really me, hard to pull off though what do you mean i mean to a, like to a certain extent like your your theories have to align like otherwise it just feels like you're just trying to like money but if you're trying to create like a cohesive story where like i don't know those multiverses intersect at some point well, they don't always do that sometimes, sometimes it's cool in comic books because what they do is they're just like this guy this new artist and this new writer are going to create their own timeline with these characters and some things are going to be the same like for example just trying to think of uh i don't know i read uh, old man logan which was like this really cool story about how Wolverine is an old man, all the superheroes are dead, et cetera, et cetera. And like some of the stuff stays the same. Like Wolverine still has all the same powers. It's just like some small thing diverges. So it gives artists a new chance, artists and writers who like the characters a chance to like put their own spin on it. So it's still cool Mm -hmm. if like, if it's done well, it doesn't feel like a cash grab, but I get what you're saying. Eric. Okay. Anyway, the next thing that's coming out are two TV shows. We have the Loki TV show. Not a ton to say. I think that's going to be cool. I don't know. That would be interesting because it's kind of the 
only thing on here that's like devoted to not really a villain but like someone who we're not supposed to idolize in any fashion yeah but i feel like since the at the very least the last ragnarok he's become an anti-hero if anything (laughs) right yeah he's like too handsome and too famous and he appears too much on screen and he'd hiccup from this LaCroix. I got the tangerine LaCroix. If mm. anybody was wondering. So the next TV show that's coming out is the one that I'm really excited for. It's the What If series. So Marvel has, this is a wiki article. What If, sometimes rendered What If, question mark, is a series of comic books published by Marvel whose stories explore how the Marvel Universe might have unfolded if key moments in its history had not occurred as they did in the mainstream continuity. So I guess each episode is going to be like a different What If. So I'll give you an example of some what if. Um, so one of the what ifs comes out is what if... What if uh, Ant-Man had climbed up... Thanos' butthole and expanded yeah. it. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. You're killing it. That was funny. Thanks. <laughs> so this one is... <laughs> uh, what if... Captain America was actually a spy for the Russians. I think they had like... Uh, better way to phrase it or like what if the fantastic four was made up of all the same characters except with spider-man or what if instead of so like some of them are serious and like can be fun and just like cool action but there's one that's like what if instead of biting peter parker the radioactive spider bit aunt may Mm. so it's like the episodes give a lot of creativity and i think it could just be fun Wait, so this is like um, Twilight Zone-esque in that each episode is kind of its own thing, but there's kind of a cohesive storyline a little bit? Right. Okay. It'll be interesting to see how they tie them together. Like, I don't know. I feel like this this is a... They're not going to be tied together. They're all going to be animated as well. Oh. Mm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're all going to be animated or like CG. I think it could be really great. But I also am concerned that it could come off a little bit like fan fiction-y. Like, well, I think that's actually kind of the point, but I get what you're saying. The, the point, like, I think them doing it as, like, each episode is its own, like, uh, individual story arc. And, like, the what-ifs themselves were just, like, one comic. Like, it was, like, a week-long comic that just explored one topic. So they're very self-contained. Will all of the what-if episodes be the same as an already existing what-if comic? I don't know. Very little information is released about a lot of them. Apparently they showed a bunch of trailers at Comic-Con, but as of now, I haven't seen any of the ones that were released at Comic-Con. Cool. Okay. So Two more. Yeah. The Hawkeye TV show, we can just skip. Well, Hawkeye, and there's also going to be, uh, I forget her name. Something, so there's going to be a female Hawkeye. So people are saying that it's going to be Oh, Hawkeye the one that he's tra- training at the end of yeah. Endgame. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. And then the All last... Right, I'll skip that one. <laughs> I think it's going to be good. And then the last one, and Hawkeye's going to explore that time in Endgame where Hawkeye was Ronin, which could be cool. He had a cool haircut. And then the last <laughs> one, which I think I'm either the most excited for or the second most excited for, is Thor Love and Thunder, which is going to be taking place before the next Guardians of the Galaxy and is going to... Katie, how did you describe it? I think you were talking about the characters and stuff. Yeah, I read an article that said it was going to be that Natalie Portman is returning and she's going to be like the female Thor. Uh-huh. And she's going to wield um, the hammer. What's it called, though? Mjolnir. Uh-huh. Look at that. So, so you- and the, the way the article worded it was that she would be like the star and it would also feature... Um, Hemsworth. 
Cool. So mm. I don't know if she's going to be like the primary character, which I think would be awesome. And Thor's more of a backup or if they're truly going to be like equals in the movie. So in a comic run, like Thor's power is something that's going to be passed to like the next person that is worthy of that power. So something happens to Thor and it is passed on to his longtime uh, lover, girlfriend, partner, Jody something. I forget what her name is, but it's the character that, uh, what's her, that Natalie um, Portman, Natalie is. Portman plays. So, I mean, that could be cool. I really love the last Thor and, uh, Waikiki or Waititi, the director. Do you remember? Yeah. I'll look it up. It's coming back. And, uh, I really just loved everything about it. It made me really interested in Thor too. I mean, I think it's going to be good. Uh, Taika Waititi, that's the director. Okay. Name. I don't know. I don't really want, once again, like Natalie Portman just doesn't look like a superhero to me. Like her, did you see her holding the hammer? What does that mean? She doesn't look like a superhero. She kind of looks like she's, they're supposed to be like super fighters. She looks too skinny and too tiny to be a superhero, honestly. Especially one whose Thor is built on like physical strength and being able to fight. Like, Black, Black, I'm sorry, Scarlet Witch doesn't need to be buff because she uses magic. She doesn't fight. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's not a gender yeah. thing. And even, like, Black Widow, she uses a gun and is, like, with, and uses, like, acrobatics and, like, martial arts. Thor just literally smashes shit and shoots lightning. Now, maybe they can make it work differently or she gets just strength from holding the hammer, but, like, it kind of takes me out of it a little bit. Like even Captain, I, but I would would argue that Peter Parker is notoriously a very skinny, scrawny person. Yeah, and then he takes off his shirt in the next one, in the most recent one, and he's like shredded. And also, he's supposed to be a teenage boy bitten by a radioactive spider. He also doesn't really use strength as his main power. It's like agility and webs. Okay, but hot hot take. Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman also did not come off like she's not a crazy jacked. But she I thought still she looks perceived, more like, she comes than, off as strong. I thought she, Gal Gadot is a former Israeli soldier who's, like, really tall. And, like, at least you can kind of feel like, oh, it's, like, the Superman thing. Like, did you guys see the picture of her holding the hammer? Yeah, but she no. hasn't gotten into her training session yet. It could be that. It could be that, like, they're going in, like, armor and stuff. It just kind of takes me out for somebody who's supposed to be, like, a bruiser and, like, a fighting character. Like, Did like, you feel the same way when they announced Brie Larson? Even her. She looks athletic. She looks like a soldier lady. You should see how tiny Natalie Portman looks. I, I'm, I'm really like, it's one thing to be like an average sized woman or like an athletic woman or any like of those things. But like, she looks particularly small and tiny for a character that's going to be like a powerhouse. I think we have to wait to see what she looks like. In closer the, to movie yeah. time right and if she does if if you still have this opinion then they should take Kristen bell yeah. that's what we all <laughs> also too tiny too tiny too tiny to be thor and that's it guys so speaking uh <laughs> speaking of being too tiny uh and being really skinny uh healthy eating is sweeping the nation as of late and our homework this week was to try the new uh, Impossible slash Beyond Burger. Eric, you want to talk about it a little bit? Because I'm tired of talking about my mouth. Uh, it's getting dry. Can I can I nerd out? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, if you haven't tried these, there's two major companies. There's Beyond Burger and there's Impossible Burger. 
Impossible Burger is mostly in the fast food markets. Beyond Burger is in some fast food markets. Like you can get it at, um, what's that taco place called? Chipotle? I don't remember. No. Taco Bell? Cadoba. Chili's. Katie, name one. <laughs> Cordoba. Dos Toros. Which one did you say, Katie? Dos Toros. Dos Toros? Is this going to be the rest of the podcast? You just name? No, just keep, I'm, <laughs> we're going to get it. Oh, what's the one that they go to? Del Taco? Yeah, that one. Whoa! Wow. Wow, good Still job. Talking, All right. West Coast so. I'm getting a drink. Would you ever, like, on your own eat one of these, Katie? Um, probably not, honestly. No. Okay. I really love, I really love regular burgers, and I have tried, like, plant-based burgers in the past, like, black bean burgers, things like yeah. that. And, like, turkey burgers, and basically, like, alternatives to beef. And I never enjoyed one the same way I enjoy a beef burger. Okay. I would have gotten it so on my own. on my like, own, no. Yeah, but I you understand the reasons that we need to find, like, an alternative source. For oh, me. absolutely. Yeah. You want to talk okay. about that, Eric? So the main reasons, climate Wait, change. By the way, by the way, by the way, I am drinking a party tartly, oh. party tartly Brooklyn Bel Air Sour. So Katie, I thought we were out of those. Katie said we were out of them yesterday, but she was just hiding one in the fridge for me, I guess. Thank you, sweetie. <gasps> Damn, Thank that's you. messed up. I mean, if I had known it was there, I would have drank it, so. That's true. All right. Oof. You're both meeting to each other. All right. Um... <laughs> Sydney, I got the beer for you. I'll, 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 be, I'll give it to you to drink like a baby bird. Oh, that's right. fine, Sydney. I'll drink Climb... it off the ground. Climate change. We already talked about the reasons we should move away from meat for climate purposes. Antibiotic right. resistance is another space, big one. Methane gas, expensive. It's also cruel. Um, yes. So animal cruelty and then also overpopulation. We just don't have the land space to actually feed everyone off meat. Okay. So meat is essentially plants that are digested by an animal um, to create muscle and fat. And then we cook that muscle and fat to make a steak or a burger of some sort. So what Beyond Burger in particular is doing, so they literally look at that process and they say, well, why can't we just recreate the animal and just remove them from the equation? So they take feedstock, which we would give to cows, um, which has a bunch of amino acids and such, and then they separate the protein and the fiber by adding uh, a mixture of like flour and water. Basically, the pH change helps to separate those two things out. Then they take that protein and very similar to like, do you remember doing like, do you know what PCR is? Polymerase chain. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's used in very the basic labs. The powerhouse of the cell. So if you've ever done like a biology or chemistry, well not chemistry, Plants but a biology wall. course, yep. you've done like cell PCR, wall. which basically you're changing temperatures very quickly going from hot to cold temperatures. Um, and right. then their system also uses pressure to help change the structure of the protein so it's similar to what we would do with pcr but the process is supposed to mimic what your bowels are doing when food is moving through them they then add a bunch of flavors to it so to give it the aroma of meat because the ceo who's pretty interesting to listen to but <clears throat> a beyond that, like, burger or impossible from beyond burger mm -hmm. um is that the one you had but it's just spoiling it a little bit yeah beyond? yeah that's one we yeah. had as well um so they add a bunch of uh, flavors to give the same smell that like a burger would give um, and those are also from plants as well so the main protein that Beyond Burger uses is pea protein and they strictly do that 
because soy, which is a very like well-known source of protein, is kind of like if you're very anti the whole like vegetarian vegan movement, like you just find soy protein gross. Like you may just not like it, but you also just associate soy protein with like vegans and vegetarians. Right, um, and everybody so calls kind it of a this soy bad boy. taste. Yeah. So Impossible Burger also, uses soy, men Beyond tits, Burger does not. What? It makes men, doesn't it like, uh, like increase estrogen levels and lead to male breast growth? See, I feel like that's like toxic masculinity. Did you, did you read that on barstool.com or something? I think I read it on Breitbart actually. <laughs> or it was smeared in <laughs> shit on a public uh, toilet. <laughs> but anyway. Okay, so that so Beyond Burger uses pea protein, but then they okay. add like a bunch of things. So so you know when you leave like an apple out and it becomes brown, right? If you leave it in the air. So their problem was that they had trouble turning the meat from red to brown in a similar time frame in which a burger would turn from red to brown. And so people were overcooking, and so they were losing a lot of the flavor with their original product. So the one they released this summer, which is probably wait, the one Aaron, you guys Aaron, bought. Aaron, Aaron, just, wait, you're saying that what? overcooking it or cooking it weird changes the flavor? Yeah. That's obvious? Yeah. You, you can say yeah. <laughs> I win. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> Keep going. I'm so confused what you just I did can't... to me. I can't, I can't see Katie, but uh, just to keep, I, I'm getting a phone call. Keep going. Is this another, did I just step into like a arguing between no, no, you two no, no, again? No, 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 yes. no. Okay. Keep, keep going. Anyway, so like they do stuff like they add um, some of the components from like an apple to help find a natural resource to help create that browning process. So it's cool. cool. I mean, it's like very sciencey and nerdy, but it's also good for the environment. That's actually super interesting because I wondered on the package and the cooking instructions. Yes. Yeah it explicitly warns you there will still be red on the inside of your burger yeah. when it's cooked. Yeah. So the, that's, I never thought about why that would be. Yeah. So the difference between the Beyond Burger and the Impossible Burger is the Impossible Burger creates a, um, so they use genetically modified organisms to create the same like heme that's in your hemoglobin. So it's like the same thing that makes it like when you cook a steak and makes it bleed they recreated that with genetically modified organisms. Whereas Beyond Burger strictly avoids any GMOs because they don't want their product to have, like they want you to think that like, these are the same products I get at the grocery store, just repackaged into something that I like to eat, like a burger. Dude, our life is falling apart. That's our Fresh Direct order that's being buzzed in, but I've been going on a fruit binge and Fresh Direct, dude, has some really fancy fucking fruit. Will you open the door for the people? Yes. You're doing really well. I don't like that you brought up our fight. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Yeah, I got the cat. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thanks so much. How much do you tip him? You don't have to put this in the fridge. Let's finish the podcast, okay? All right, Eric, we're back. Okay. That's really interesting. The technology behind it is very fascinating. Going back to like your initial question. I, I think I mentioned this in the vegetarian episode we've had. Yeah. Go into the archive and listen to that. I look on vegetarians and like people who are vegans very uh, enviously in the sense of like I'm impressed with their willpower. Yeah. And I feel like, yes, it is very clearly the right choice to make. Yeah. Like, um, so I would have tried this. I was pretty interested in it. So we bought the Beyond Burger like you did. Mm-hmm. Um I want to try the Impossible Burger, but do you want to get right into our thoughts? Yeah. 
So go ahead. So, what'd you do? Where'd you cook it? <laughs> so we bought it and we put it in the fridge and then we, it was, it was sitting in the fridge for a while. And I was like, for like a couple of days and I was like, well, we might not eat it. I'm going to freeze it. And I put it in the freezer. Did you freeze yours? Yes. So it strictly says on the back of it, if in the fridge, do not refreeze the product. I know. <laughs> Same. Uh, so, so we I bought it frozen it. and then I kept it frozen. Oh, yeah. So that's what we did wrong. It wasn't frozen when we bought it. It was just like in the – yours was sold in the frozen foods aisle? Yeah. Ours was sold just like with the other meats, so it wasn't frozen. So like I had to freeze it again, and then I defrosted it. We grilled it on our grill pan, and Katie and I had it – did we have buns, Catherine, or did we use uh, wraps? Or did we just eat them with a fork and knife? Um, we just ate them with a fork and knife. Mm. Did you have so condiments? yeah that's how yeah I used mayo and ketchup okay I used mayo okay damn y'all seem disappointed no so okay what about, why don't you explain where you bought yours what you bought how you made it etc okay so um we went to see my parents the other weekend and we like had planned like oh it was a nice Saturday we were gonna cook out we were gonna make burgers. Um, and I hadn't even told my mom that I wanted to try these, but she ended up buying, um, four of them. So we had a regular burger and we had a Beyond Burger side to side taste test. That's a fun family thing to do. Yeah. We also played croquet. So, you know, <laughs> so we went in the wrong order cause we started with like the regular meat burger, which was probably not what we should have done. Probably not the smart move. Yeah. But I have to say it was pretty good. What, what toppings did you have? So we also, because I had a bun with like my regular burger and then I just ate this one fork and knife with like a little bit of ketchup. But it had a nice char on it. So we cooked it on the grill outside. Nice. Was it, it nice... hard for you to figure out when it should be taken off? My mom did it. I used a meat thermometer. Oh. Yeah, I'm really fancy. Okay. So go ahead. You were getting into your review. So it had a nice char on it. It looked good. Nice char. Like, yeah, I think nice looking char. at it, I probably couldn't tell the difference between that and a regular burger. Right. And How I, was the char? The char was good. But it was cooked outside nice. on, like, Bad. a charcoal grill. Like, right. that's the ideal you situation. You expect char to come from charcoal. Yeah. I feel like if my mom had just made those burgers and put them in a bun and didn't tell me, I probably would have been like, this is a weird burger, but I really don't think I would have been able to say this is not true meat. Interesting. I really don't think, like, unless you tell me, I really don't think I could tell the difference. So Katie and I made made ours, uh, like I said, frozen, and then we defrosted them, and then we cooked them. Uh, I think I got pretty close. Like, they looked pretty attractive. Would you agree, Katie? Yeah, I agree. Had a great char on them. <laughs> a really good char. <laughs> what um, happened? But no, so I don't know if the my contention was that they didn't taste great. They were just really dry, and something about them tasted really off. My contention was the issue was the free, like freezing them when it said not to, and then also overcooking them. Like they weren't pink. They didn't have any of the pink like juices. Mm-hmm. So I didn't love the flavor, but I thought that was more to do with me fucking up the freezing process and cooking it wrong. Okay, so this is where the contentious debate happened between Edward and I. This happened before with Ed, where we 
had steaks that were frozen and then defrosted. There was a, I don't know, there was a series of freezing and defrosting. Uh-huh. And the texture of the steak ended up not great. But the flavor was excellent. And so my point was here, if the flavor was off, I think that had less to do with the freezing, refreezing, and maybe the cooking procedure. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just the flavor of the burger itself. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was saying that it was difficult to make an assessment because I fucked it up. And I thought that it could be good. It's just I fucked it up. And Katie was like, no, I don't like it. Even though you fucked it up, the pre- preparation had nothing to do with the flavor. I will also just interject for the record that this also has to do with, like, I didn't want Ed to feel bad. That he possibly was the reason that we didn't like Ugh. the burgers. You I are really, so no, I really lying that. right now. You are so I, lying. I think... You are so lying. Since when do you <laughs> care about making me feel bad? And you know that I pressed you about, like, what it was. And I was I know, but then I had bad. to stand by it. And you were saying anyway. that you think that it is less than 50% to do with the preparation. That it is more than 50% that you just don't like it rather than any of the preparation. Which I said was ridiculous. Oh, I would still stand by that today. Eric just told you that it's... I think, but I think that even prepared perfectly, not frozen when you're not supposed to freeze it, mm-hmm. there still is something off about the flavor. If you go in expecting you're going to taste like a beef burger, mm-hmm. you will not get that. But I don't, I, I don't I think, think the offness that is that you would say this isn't a beef burger. You would just say this is a weird beef burger. Like Eric is saying that he that he tasted the difference only because he ate them back to back. But you'd be like, this tastes just like a little different. Ours tasted not good. Like ours just tasted bad. Like they like you didn't even finish yours. This is true. So I and like I think that those things. I think that the yeah that's what I said. (laughs) You should do it again with like a with like a bun and some lettuce and tomato. Right. That was my point. So I think. Oh, go ahead, Edward. Wait, time out. What was your point, Catherine? That this, eating it just fork and knife plain, I don't know that I would do again. I mean, I, I, I want to try it again, like cooked properly, but this is a I new. This is, a, this is a big step for us. I think this burger would be so much better if it has all the condiments, all the toppings on a mm-hmm. good bun. I think it would be much easier to like get over the mental hurdle of like. This is not and a I think, burger. And, and what I was saying, Catherine, we'll go by the way, way, I love you. You're the best. I Sometimes, Eric, when we listen back to the podcast, Katie gets mad at me when I say not nice things because they're immortalized forever. So I will say nice things about Katie. Okay. Katie was a great sport. It was nice of her to eat this burger that she was afraid of. And uh-huh. it's really nice that she's on the podcast right now. And we both love her so much. And future Katie that's listening to this, don't be mad at me that you were but... wrong about the freezing process and you were so wrong. And Ed was right and it was awesome. We love you, future Katie. Say it, Katie. Wow. Say future Katie, don't be mad at Ed. I can't promise to that. <laughs> You're such a jerk. <laughs> oh, man. So the issue, why, why I was so adamant about it is I think that the biggest fear, not fear, but the biggest issue with like meat replacement things is that they don't have like the unctuousness of meat and like that umami flavor and they can like come out mealy and weird and i think the freezing part which we learned from my steak debacle like 
improperly handling the like meat changes that texture and like flavor profile. So the things that were that are already issues with like a uh, meat replacement were increased by my mishandling. You know what I mean? Like the dryness and just like the like kind of off flavor, I think was accentuated, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. I would try them again. I would try them again. I, I, I really do. Like I said, like I look on vegans and vegetarians very enviously. I would try them again. I think that it, and Catherine, what did you, what was the, like, uh, didn't you look up like the caloric difference? Oh yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's like half the calories of a beef burger of the same size or something like that. Like it is undeniably better for you and the world. And I have to say, I think it is the, so far the best substitute burger mm-hmm. I've had for it. Like it is, I think it's better than a turkey burger and I've had turkey burgers. I think it's better than black bean burgers. Like there is, mm. I, I think it's, it's good as far as a substitute goes. It's yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. I just like, I think it is really fascinating. Like I think food science and like alternative things are definitely going to be like way more prevalent in the future yeah i and i mean like even burger king selling the impossible burger is like a big step i think mm-hmm. and also just I like think, i think mcdonald's okay. will release a product by the end of the year i think they'll have to i would be really excited to taste these brands again in a year i think the technology is only going to continue to improve and i think yeah uh, within a year or two, it's going to be even closer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, you know, that's my, my, my feeling kind of was I've had veggie stuff before, and it's like I just see it as a different thing. Like, I don't know. I'm not one of those people that, like – and, Catherine, I think you and I have discussed this more and more. Like, I could live without meat. Like, I don't need something to replace that. Like, I'll just have something different. So, like, when I would have a veggie burger, like, I liked that I was eating the vegetable. Like, it just wasn't – the meat that I wanted, you know what I mean? So like maybe looking at like, I was looking at the Beyond Burger as not a meat burger, not a veggie burger, but like a third different thing. So maybe yeah. that's why I was intrigued by it. And the the CEO of Beyond, um, when I was listening to him talk about that, said that was like one of the biggest questions that he gets is like, why are you doing this? Just like make your own product and let that be its own thing. But, you know, I think for obvious reasons, like if you can introduce something that replaces one of the like most consumed products in America. And you can say, look, like this is just as good at some point. They will get to a point where they can say it's cheaper because it's cheaper to make plants than it is to, to, you know, raise and, uh, you know, process slaughter, uh, you know, beef and it's better for you. Like there's, that's three checkboxes that why would anyone, leave them unchecked you know like why would you go to a fast food place and order a beef patty when you can have a plant-based patty that's cheaper better for you and better for the environment like so to get to that point where you build their trust to say well i trust you to replace this beef burger and now i'll trust you to make something weird with plants that will be new like i just i think they have to do this to to become a sustainable company also, I think that the nature of, like, ground meat is easier to replicate than, like, a steak. You know what I mean? Because, like, ground meat already has that, like, mealy right. quality rather than making, like, an entire, like, uh, meat replacement roast chicken. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And same with, like, sausage. But, like, it's ground up. and Right. So I think it's, like, a good first step. I, I, I really think that it's interesting to 
see where it goes. I, I agree with both of you. With uh, both of you, I mean, I do. You think that this is something that's going to be like replace, like replacing meat in our lifetime? I think it's gonna, at the very least, be fifty-fifty. Like you know. Ooh, I would say a hundred percent. You think so? In yeah. our lifetime, with the as speed at which they as a complete substitution. Yeah. I, wow, a silence went over the podcast. I mean, I don't know, like, I feel like our time frame for having kids is probably maybe a little bit too soon, but I think when these products become prevalent... Wait, you don't I, think they're going to really... You don't think it's going to replace it 100% in the next nine, eight months? <laughs> we haven't announced it to me. Um, but I think... What's the homework, baby? Like, if you have kids growing up in, like cafeteria settings where like they're like a school system decides we don't sell meat we just give you vegetarian burgers like i think we will get to a point where eating an animal will feel disgusting for a child the same way that like Mm. having hatred towards someone who likes someone of the same sex is disgusting to someone that grows up in this day and age because they're in like we had to i don't know like i feel like i had to go through that process where i like it wasn't necessarily bad to think that that was gross when we were in elementary school. Like we made fun of people for being gay. We used the word in a derogatory term. Like I get it. Like we had to get over that. And I feel like kids in the next, I don't know, 10 years will grow up where like eating meat is considered gross. Right. I mean, it's still surprising to hear like, uh, I was listening to Billie Eilish be interviewed yeah. And uh, her family is completely vegan. And, like, her parents are vegan and raised both their kids to be vegan. Which is still so weird. I feel like, yeah, it's still weird. I, I, I agree. I, I was kind of, like, not taken aback. But, like, I was like, oh, interesting. Like, but I think that as more people in our lives, like, we have friends and people we care about that are vegan. So, like, they're inevitably going to maybe have children, maybe get married. Like, who knows? But, like, some of them may. And then will they, like pass that like thought process onto their kids like i yeah like I, I think it's a it's a pretty interesting future speaking of eating vegan we are going to our most favorite segment the drop crunch crunch much much crunch crunch nice that was really cute good job Catherine. thank you see that future Catherine? you see how nice i'm being to current Catherine? noted so don't be mad at me don't hit me. I'm driving. All right, Katie. I'm sorry you fucked up your burger. What you? What do you have there? <laughs> Wait, nice. is Katie gonna go first? Yeah. What? Do you oh, want me to go ahead, first? Katie. No, Katie can go first. Okay. Go ahead, sweetie. Oh, so I have a lovely bag that my sweet, sweet, sweet boyfriend slash roommate purchased for me of Doritos Flamin' Hot Nacho. Did you see that commercial? The one with Chance the Rapster? Yeah. I like that commercial. Yeah, so Katie likes spicy food. However, I'm going to give a preface. Katie does not like the nacho cheese burrito. Okay. Yeah, so this is going to be interesting because it's something I love, spicy food, and something I don't care for, which is fake cheese flavor. Okay. So Mm. we're going to see which one's out. Okay. So while Katie is munching, guys, thanks again for listening. Future Katie, I'm, I'm begging you not to be mad at me. I'm begging you, please. I'm literally, like, pleading with you. I'm sorry. I like to tease. Katie, you're not munching close enough for the camera. 
Oh, am I supposed to crunch on camera? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, usually Eric eats like a. Oh, I like leaned egg. back. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, listen to that crunch. Nice. All right, Catherine. So, can you. <laughs> I'm either going to be really happy or really upset. What is the three point scale that we go, go on? <laughs> okay. Go ahead, sweetie. Wait, it's three points? I thought it was four points. Well, it's three. Okay, it's There's three. Negative? It's three categories. No, 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 and no. A half. Yeah, so 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 you're right. It is oh. a four point scale, but there are three. Um, I understand. Don't worry, bullets. I'll edit that out, Katie, and I'll just send that <laughs> no, to no, you. Katie and knows. you can just keep it in. And it's okay. I screwed it up last time I was on the podcast too. Go ahead. No, I'm just going to cut out the part where he said, "No, Katie, you're right," and then you can just listen to that. So you're right. So you're right. So you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Future Katie will be so pleased. <laughs> well, there's um did people ask for this is one of the points. Right. Um, and then um, Did people ask for what? Be specific. Like did people ask for this particular flavor? There this you particular, go. Particular um yeah. That's enough. Don't keep going. Oh, okay. Go, go, stop And around. then and then did it meet that expectation? Does it right. taste like what it is supposed to mm-hmm. taste like? Right. Yeah. And, last and overall least, is it good? Yeah. No. Oh, you're what? so you're wrong. What is it? What is the category called? Goodness. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. So I worded okay. it wrong, but I had so the you, sentiment. Eric, what grade? Do you, I would give Katie a <sighs> yes for yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> her goodness yeah. on that. Not a yes. That's and a half. fine. She almost. Was a, yeah. Right, Miss A. I don't need to be in the Golden Yes Club. It's fine. I wrote. I wrote. I wrote. Uh, we have a chalkboard. And I wrote Katie equals A, and Katie was a little upset that it didn't say A plus. <laughs> That seems yeah. about right. A- yep. Anyway. So Can't Catherine. unlearn 28 years of. No. So the ratings categories go from negative no and a half mm-hmm. to negative no to no to no and a half. So I'm sorry. That was so what? wrong. It goes from that negative was wrong. No, negative no and a half to negative no to no to yes to yes and a half. Not yes plus. Yes and a half is, is, is the proper terminology. Listen, we all make mistakes. I am being a much more forgiving person now that I eat Beyond Burgers. Mm-hmm. So, sweetheart. This is, a meta, this is a meta question for you two. Right. Do you feel that your scale is skewed because you have three negative rulings and only two positive rulings? Catherine, you've, uh, you've exposed a very embarrassing and very difficult part of this. I'm, oh, I Eric, you remember. can edit that out. To be honest, I've never really understood the scoring system, so I can't even critique it because I can't understand it. Okay. Shut the fuck up, both of you. (laughs) Katie, what is, does this, is this a flavor people ask for? You know, I have to say um, yes for this because. Not yes and a half. Well, not yes and a half because in my own personal life, and I know that's kind of anecdotal and I don't have a lot of data. No one's ever come to me and said, I really want Flamin' Hot Nacho Doritos. But I recommend. Why would they come to you and ask that? Katie, Katie, Katie. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I had to run over here. I want Flamin' Hot Nachos. (laughs) (laughs) It's possible there's a whole world of people out there who are craving Flaming Hot Nacho chips, and I just don't know about them. Young urban teens who love Takis. Mm hmm. Good point, Ed. Which is why I gave it a yes. Nice. Yes. Agreed. Yes. What, what about, does it achieve that flavor? Yes and a half. Whoa! Wow. It is, it is flaming hot. 
And I say that I recently ate the super hot Cheetos. So not not just the flaming hot Cheetos, Eric. The extra flaming hot Cheetos. Wait, they make those? Yeah, they sold them for a brief second. They were so Katie and I sometimes go to her parents' lake house Mm -hmm. in uh, what's the name of the town in North Carolina? Uh, Littleton. Littleton, and literally like the only place to go outside the lake house is the Walmart. And Eric, this Walmart sells some serious cereals and some serious snack foods. So they had the extra flaming hot Cheetos that we got. Vacation. Mm-hmm. We, were, we were eating fun. All right. This so, this spiciness and, level falls like somewhere between the hot Cheetos and the extra hot Cheetos. Okay. But it is spicier mm-hmm. than the right like the hot Cheetos. So I was impressed. My first impression when mm-hmm. I ate the chip. Impressed. Was I, I got the burn. That was the first sensation. Okay. And so that, to me, that satisfies okay. the flame and hot requirement. Okay. All right. Category three. And last but not least. Goodness. Overall goodness. Just stop saying, stop adding words. It is just goodness. Oh, goodness. It's a you. simpleton pie. I love, love you, future Katie. Yes. I give it a yes. Wow. Wow. I'm surprised to hear that. I know. Which is why I was surprised too. I think it's how spicy they are is appealing to me and it kind of overrides the, my general distaste of fake cheese. Because maybe Mm -hmm. you don't feel, you don't taste the fake cheese so much because you do have that spiciness level to it. Mm -hmm. So So, what's weird to me, you say you don't like fake cheese. I'm just going to go through a few things and you're going to tell me do you like. Okay. Well, we know from experience that my food rules are not consistent. Yeah. They're not hard and fast. They're not hard and fast. No bright line rules over there. So I think that's an average of a yes, right? Yes. All right. So that was the flaming Hot Doritos. Eric, what do you got, baby? All right. So I got hers crunchy and sweet orange cream pop puffs. I can't believe you waited this long to eat it. They look like che- like white cheese balls with orange flecks in them. Yeah. All right, Eric, open it and tell me about the odor. Because last mm. time I was cracking up when you were talking about the odor of the banana <laughs> millibray for cereal. So open it and tell me mm. about that odor. Ooh. Seriously, we got to get smell vision. <laughs> um, so that odor... <laughs> oh, which by the way, Smellovision, you guys mentioned this on your last episode. Yeah. I absolutely think I think it will very soon. How? I absolutely think I think I mean, we can you guys we can 3D print anything. I think there will be an option on your television that like you I think the producers will choose some sort of code that they send out with the programming ahead of time. And then it sends a signal to your TV and it will emit the smell because our TVs will then be manufactured with different like a range of like same way do you like perfumes like all different scents and it'll know the specific uh. combination and that it will send that along with the program and so you can choose whether to, like turn your smell vision on or not and then it will emit the smell i think it's i think it's coming okay katie's Damn. clearly high continue eh? <laughs> katie's brain is clearly sick and addled with flaming it's hot, the flaming hot also please save me some of this i really no, I'm eating most, all of them. i got right, the most go God, I was trying to describe the odor, which is exactly how an orange creamsicle smells like, and I'm really fucked up right now, (laughs) because it shouldn't smell like that. It's Mm. not that hard to do orange smell. Oh, it smells good. All right, try it. Try it. Try it. 
Oh, a big handful. Good job. That's a good and crunch. It sounds like crunch. it has the texture of a regular cheese ball. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Eric, eat a little bit more while I talk to the people. People, thank you for listening. I, I got really close to my screen as if I was um, had a microphone, but I'm wearing my AirPods. Katie, future Katie, I love you. Isabel, you're doing great. Rob, thanks for listening. Brittany, for some reason, just Brittany and not Ethan is listening. Thank you for listening. Yo, fuck uh, you, Ethan. <laughs> Ethan listens. He'd be really sad if he heard you say that. He's a fellow E friend, E person. All right, Eric. All right. Tell us what you think. All right. Category one. Did no, anyone no, no, no. ask Before for this fleet? Get, 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 yeah, did everyone oh. ask for this? I get it. Yeah. Then go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't think anyone asked for that. I don't think anybody asked for this. Absolutely not. That's a negative no. Negative no? Yeah. But not negative no and a half. Negative no and a half would be like shit flavor. (laughs) Yeah. Got it. Okay. Does it achieve the flavor? Mm, It's like a no. Oh. Really? Oof. So it... So it's coated in a powder, just like any like Cheeto, right? But the powder dissolves very quickly. The oh. the flavor's there; it's decent. Um, but then it's so quickly taken over by like a regular like generic puff fl- taste. Right. There's so no like, like lasting a, creamsicle. A, like I'm getting a savory back half. Interesting. And I, How dude, is is, is it weird to have the sweet, awesome. sweet then followed by the savory? No, it's kind of intriguing because, like, you want more of the sweet. Like, you want to keep that flavor going. So you eat more of it. But then when you're done, like, you're not getting any creamsicle left. And goodness. I'm going to say yes. Like, it's not bad. What? Wow. It sounds bad. No, like, I would, like, I'll probably finish the bag. Eric, as we have established, check the wiki. You will eat (laughs) any garbage. Okay, so Katie, stop eating the <laughs> The more that I like, eat, the better they're getting. Oh, I like that she thinks so I still can't hear her the crunch of her eating it off. I know. Also, no, she's trying to eat it off camera. <laughs> yeah, she's like, if I'm off camera, they can't. <laughs> you still can't hear the crunch, can you? Yeah, yeah. can hear it. We can hear the so crunch. So you gave it. A... You. So we had a negative no, a negative no, and a yes. No, we had a, a negative no, a no, and a yes. So our average is a no, yes, or a no, no and a half. No, it's a no. It'd be a no. Guys, we're going to have a city council meeting to discuss the point <laughs> system at some point. But that was crunch corner. Crunch, crunch. Munch, munch. Nice. Thank you, Catherine. That was really good. I'm really proud of you. And our last and most favorite segment that is not anyone's favorite segment dedicated to rob who's been suggesting this name for a long ass time etiquette with etiquette so it's etiquette but we call it ed- etiquette like ed right wow can you clap or something eric i think rob is clapping loud enough that other people listening can hear it <laughs> I'm clapping for you, Rob. Okay, so my etiquette this week is less of an etiquette and more of a, as I said earlier, I am a big fruit guy. 
these days, and I've been really indulging my fruit flavors. Mm-hmm. And I bought watermelon and melons a couple times. Uh-huh. So I was wondering if you had any thoughts on how to pick a good watermelon, eh? Because I have some tips, and Katie has some tips. So, in picking out a watermelon, you have to look for a few things. Okay. Number one, it should have a single spot, a yellow spot. That is the spot where... I dropped a metal thing. That is the spot where the watermelon has laid on the field. And that is important because it shows that it is still fresh, but also that it was uh, left alone to ripen on the vine. So you should look for a yellow spot. Next, you should look for a watermelon that is heavy for its size. So here you're going to need probably a partner or holding two watermelons in your hand. So a heavy for its size watermelon is extra sweet. Because it's got all that water. It's got all that water and sugar water. And this is just something that I've noticed. Uh, I've cut watermelon one day and then put it in the fridge. And it's tastes, it tastes better when it's a little chilled. Yeah, it's a little sweeter when it's when it's. So you chilled. want one from the refrigerated section? <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, other otherwise, I've been. We have raspberries to try. I got uh, apricot plums. It's a cross between apricot and a plum. And I think we okay. have some other thing, some other thing to try. I fucking love plums. I have a so tip have for for watermelon when it's not good. Okay. Put a little salt on it. Much better. <laughs> oh, it's not. Wait, it's good with salt. Yeah, because it brings out the flavor and also makes your mouth water a little bit. Interesting. My parents make pickled watermelon. Pickled watermelon is a Russian thing. Mmm, it's delicious. It is if you like, good. if you like pickled things. Why didn't you make one pickled one watermelon I, I, during our pickling episode? Because you wanted to make battery pickle, acid. Yeah, instead I wanted to make pickled poison. Yeah. Which was delicious, guys. That's my etiquette. Do either of you have an etiquette? I'm kind of putting well. I have spot. an I have an etiquette in connection with picking fruit. Okay. Is it is it okay if you're in the grocery store to pick up all the different fruits there and find the best one? Like touch all the things and yes. then put them back. So it depends if you eat the skin. Apples? No. No. No, no because people apples. eat the skin of the apple. That's messed up. You wash it. Wash it before you eat it. So if you touch an apple in the grocery store, the understanding is that's the apple you're going to purchase. No, only Eric abides by these rules. If you picked up a mushy apple. Okay, you get a little bit of leeway with how many you can touch. But you can't go down the aisle touching all the apples and be like, well, I got the only good one. Sorry, all the other ones are touched by me okay, and also apples. shitty apples. <laughs> what other fruits can you not touch? What about things like limes and lemons, where you might end up zesting the outside into something? I think that's okay. I just feel, I just, I know you're supposed to really, like, find the best one. And, and like, for watermelons, for example, like I said, you weigh them. But I feel awkward when I'm in the store and I'm touching all the pieces of fruit. Because you feel awkward watermelon is something where you definitely don't eat the skin. So I think that's okay. Hmm. I think you just, I think we, you, I'm, I'm much more, like, uh, brazen when it comes to groceries and shopping generally and you're more polite and respectful which i respect we make a good pair do you hear that future katie do you hear how nice i am noted noted i'm gonna get a kiss i'm gonna get a kiss <laughs> i will save you one flaming hot nacho Un, uno beso eric 
Do you have any fruit etiquette? Um, I don't have any fruit etiquette. I do have a walking etiquette. Okay, we'll wrap it up with a walking etiquette. Okay, can I do that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, do you? I think we've all been in a situation where you're walking down the street, and then someone comes up behind you, start getting a little nervous, and you're like, "What's this person gonna do?" Have I done this etiquette before? No, I have no idea okay. what you're talking about. And then they end up walking at the same pace as you. And no, then you're constantly like, why are you still there? And then you've gone like four blocks and you're like, are you just coming to my house? What's happening? And you're <laughs> trying to have a conversation with the person that you're with, but you don't want to have it because they're literally two feet behind you walking at the same pace with you for five straight blocks. And you're like, what is happening? Just go over to the other side of the street or decide I'm going to briefly walk too fast and go past you, or I'm going to slow the fuck down. Stop walking a very specific distance from me and keeping that distance. That shit's weird. I have no idea what you're talking about. I totally <laughs> agree. But I've You've only, that I happen, haven't. Right? People yeah. do that. That's messed up. I notice it as I'm walking. If I'm walking behind someone, I either speed up to walk in front of them, or I, like, slow way down generally i speed up because i'm a fast walker but i am yeah. like hyper aware of being at the same pace as another person and it it surprises me other people aren't oh, so messed up that's so got to be one up. of the criteria to get into the good place if you've ever walked at the same pace as someone and just trailed behind them for more than a block mm -hmm. you're going to the bad place you can't do that eric that is the ultimate sign of us being over. Katie and my Greek food arrived. Nice. Katie, thank you so much for being on the episode. I thought that was fun. Thank you guys so much for having me. Ed almost forgot about his shitty day. <laughs> I didn't. I forgot about my shitty day because I was with my two favorite people. My three favorite people. Eric, Katie, and future Katie. Noted. <laughs> Noted. Guys, we will be back soon on our next episode. Say bye. Say bye, Katie. Oh, goodbye. Bye -bye. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Tell them about the podcast. <laughs> Katie shut the door. She slammed the door in his face. Did you tell them about the podcast? <laughs> no. no. I generally don't make conversation with strangers. I don't see me mad at shit.